Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will and with me today is one of my good buddies and it's the one and only Sean or as you might know him, Sandbox. What's happening, my guy? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? How are you doing? Oh, I'm chilling, dude. I'm chilling. I am so stoked for this weekend. So I, I got to tell the suits about last NashCon just a little bit. Just sure, sure. Okay. So Sean and I had met just a couple of months before NashCon last year. And we both were like, oh, shoot, well, we're going to NashCon. You know, let's hang out. Let's, I mean, we shared a room, right? Yeah. 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 So we were like, let's, let's share a room, you know, let's do the thing. And cool. So what ended up happening is we played, the, played in the match. It was great. Met a bunch of people, you know, shout out to Ron and Graham and everybody that we met out there. There's so many, but uh, Ron and Graham specifically because they put up with our idiocy while we were out partying. But uh, anyways, it's just, I just got to say that NashCon is awesome. It's coming up and it's one of those, those times where I can say that that's really where our friendship started to blossom. And I want to say, I appreciate you. I'm excited for, for our anniversary as it were. I am too. 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's it's just awesome, but uh Sean, you've been on the on the podcast before. It's just been a while, but um remind the suits a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I am a event runner here in Memphis, Tennessee, where we are established. Um and been playing the game right within the tail end of the first year it came out. Um been highly enjoying it. I've kind of put all my other tabletop games I was playing and getting into all kind of the wayside. Still dabbling some here and there. Um, but other than that, uh, you'll catch me holding it down over here in the Memphis area, trying to run events um, every few months or so and really kind of grow this community here. Heck yeah. We've been doing a good job of that, I think. And uh, the Memphis events that we've had have always been pretty solid and I, I can't complain too, too much about them other than I just, you know, don't win, but there's that, <laughs> you know, uh, you're going to get one eventually, I, especially with how much you've been grinding uh, the seasons. Oh yeah. Well, you know, grinding and grinding and grinding somehow has not translated into good dice rolls. So we'll see what happens. And, and you know, it, poor play on my part too. It, admittedly, I haven't played up to snuff at times, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But well, from, uh, from my training in jujitsu and whatnot, uh, as a, phrase we go by is iron sharpens iron and if you keep playing people at that caliber man you're gonna get it yeah well hopefully it pays off for NashCon but let's be real this is a murderer's row of people showing up at this event like I mean you've you've got so many big names at least on the U.S. side of things that are in the competitive scene showing up so I'm, I'm definitely a little nervous but at the same time 
I'm not putting that much pressure on myself because I know if I don't make the top cut, that just means Saturday night's that much more fun. Right. And woo lad, you are not wrong about some killers coming, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good, but hopefully we have the tools to deal with them. And I was talking with our friend Matt uh, earlier about kind of the tournament stuff and, and, you know, all this different stuff about preparing for a big event. And that's what I want to spend today doing. Like, I know there's some characters that we need to review here at House Party Protocol, and don't worry, those things are coming up. But I really want to talk about kind of preparing for a big event and and kind of what what kind of mindset to have, you know, the things that you should probably think to do before going to a big event, stuff like that. And look, there's plenty of other podcasts that have had this same discussion. You know, hopefully you get something a little bit unique out of this one. But also, we're going to talk about our lists and what we're taking as well. So I think that's going to be a little bit fun. But to bring it back to what I was talking about with Matt and how, you know, when you look at all these big names coming, right, I'm, I'm sure someone out there who just maybe listens to the podcast is maybe going to be like, oh, man, that Will's coming. He's pretty good. And I, I mean, if you think that, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. But have no fear. Have no fear. It, it's going to be a fun game. But it's one of those things where when you're looking at, at the people that are going to be at an event, especially at a highly competitive event, you know, sweating that is one of those things that I try not to do because there's, what, 80 people playing in this tournament, Sean? It's something like that. Last I remember, because I remember it was like 56, and then they got a lot more slots that opened up than last I heard there was only like a handful of those available and those might have even sold out. Right. So it's, it's definitely a full house, so to speak. And the idea that you're just going to fall into a matchup with one of these, these killers, so to speak, it's one of those things where, you know, it's just luck of the draw and, and trying to, you know, worry about that and, and fret about that. It's one of those things that, you, know, you just can't control the the software other than I do know that if Yusuf's going, we will be matched up round one because that's just what happens every event that we ever play with each other is that he and I are matched up round one. But other than uh, that, that is actual facts. It literally is. Yeah. Every time, every time, whether it's a local league just for fun or a full on event, me and Yusuf round one. And recently it's been me and Matt round two, which I'm hoping I can dodge the Matt bullet. Because I don't like his brotherhood or his guardians. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of all this, uh, did you play any killers or what killers rather did you play last year? If you can remember correctly. Um, that's the thing. I was kind of. I don't think I played any of the killers. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I played Lanza, and he's a pretty good player. He was doing the dash guard thing at the time, and and we're not going to get into what that is. It was a dark time. Uh, I I think. <laughs> Panic had been banned, but he was still playing like that kind of list. And I was playing my web warriors and wasn't really kind of, I was kind of more goofing off, I guess you could say. Um, but I think he was probably, uh, oh, you know what? I remember the, the number one A1 taker of skulls. I played finger guns. So, mm-hmm. hey, I did too. I had him round one Oof. and literally lost due to a. I can't say that, actually. It's more, I had a dice roll, and if the odds were in my favor on that last roll, which was a Doctor Strange spender, 
into his Thanos. And if I dazed his Thanos on that roll, I would have won. And uh, as I was shaking the dice, dice down was called. Oof. Oof. Oh, yeah. That's, that's was, the meme. Right. Great game regardless. I love Finger Guns. He was an awesome opponent. Oh, absolutely. Had a great time. Yeah, in our matchup, I hadn't really played too much into Black Order. And so I'm like playing super cagey. And I realized I should have just gone for it and been like, take whatever lumps you're going to take. And, and it, you know, cost me the game. And I think he ended up finding the scroll or whatever it was. Turn one, immediately found the thing and was just like, okay, well, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, other than him, I play the other killers who are like, is one of them now more on the rise at this point? I know I think season seven, he kind of got some recognition was Twitty yeah. um, with his X-Men. But at the time he was playing Web Warriors. And then I played uh, Kenny G in the in round five. Yeah, Kenny G, the prodigy with his Corvus leadership, Black Order currently. I know, man. Yeah. He's been killing it with it, He's too. He's been killing it. So, Sean... What's something for you that, like in this vein of like, when you look at it and you're going to a big competitive event and if you don't feel like you're on that level, like, look, I, I don't feel like I'm on that level. And just because I do content does not make me a good player. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get better every single matchup and, and trying to learn something, trying to come away from it with every roll of the dice, trying to, as Merzane and I like to say, find the out in every match and what's something that like when you see these the the group of people that are going to be going to an event and it's it's like you know oh here come the killers like how do you how do you deal with that so coming from like a magic gathering background actually like traveling for tournaments and things like that and grinding that out for a few years um i've always been a caveat of play what you're comfortable with um leading into it if you have time to prep and you think there's something good going into a meta um absolutely take the time grind it out see if it fits your play style and go that route if you don't play what you know don't extend too far out and be like oh well like currently we have the menace that is malekith that just came out and a lot of these discords right now are going over options of like, oh, I should splash this. I should splash that. I think this would be good against them. That's all well and good, but only if it really still sticks to your core game plan with what you know. If you're doing these crazy things and kind of disrupting your list, I, I don't think that's good. So I'd look to avoid that type mm -hmm. of thought process, which it can be hard at times. Oh, definitely. I mean, I definitely have added some things into my list as a more or less response to Malekith, but definitely not like things I'm uncomfortable playing. You know what I mean? Like, it's still stuff that I have a ton of reps with, and I might not have a ton of reps with it in, in this configuration, in this convocation configuration. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. But, uh, <laughs> but... I do have a lot of reps, so it's one of those things where I'm not too upset with mixing up things a little bit. Like, like for instance, one of the, the big tech pieces that I've heard floated is Ronin, right? Ronin's a character that is 
good. He's a solid character. And the reasons why he is somewhat of a tech into Malekith is because he can activate before being dazed or, or do an action before being dazed and and maybe get a stagger, get some damage, etc., etc. Right? So good stuff there. And he's got a shock potentially and stuff like that. And and that's that stuff's great. Like that that makes Ronan a good character. But if you've never put Ronan on the board ever, and you're like, well, I'm gonna drop him into Malekith, it's gonna be hard. That's it's gonna be hard to understand that pattern to see the board and see when Ronan needs to go and be that tech, if you will. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, 100%. That's a, absolutely what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, there are, I've seen a few lists floating around that have him in it just for Malekith when otherwise he would have no business being there. Yeah. And with that being said, though, if you've played the games and and you you want to do it, that's fine. Even if you haven't played the games and you think Ronin will help your fun factor into Malekith, by all means. And I don't want to spend the entirety of this segment discussing Malekith because I do want to talk about Malekith later because he's a big deal in a lot of ways. But like, I think another example of play what you know is... So Winter Guard just came out, and they're very cool. Someone at this event will have Winter Guard. Someone will. And yep. look, if you want to play Winter Guard, by all means, play the heck out of Winter Guard. Like, there's a part of me that's like, screw it. I just want to play Winter Guard. They look fun. Take Winter Guard. But there's the other part of me that's like, I want the recognition of my skills, even though <laughs> I know... Look, I, I know who I am. Like, I'm that guy. Not to say that I'm a UFC fighter, but I'm like that guy that's like just low enough on the rankings that like, okay, you, you got to get through this guy before you can like go to the next level. And by the next level, I mean like still two steps down from the, the upper echelon. Are so, you calling yourself a gatekeeper, my guy? I am. <laughs> I definitely am. But that's where I see myself. So, you know, like, I'm like, uh, you know, what what would be a good comparison that this will not age well with, but it's perfectly reasonable. Like, I'm like the Cody Garbrandt in his current form, if you know who that is in UFC. He's, he's neck tattooed out. Seems like a cool dude, actually. But, like, former champion, even though I'm not a former champion, but now he's like that guy that you've got to get through before you, you get in the conversation. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and not that I, I said I feel that way. Like, sure, I feel that way, but I also want, like, the validation. <laughs> so that's why I'm not playing Winter Guard, to bring it all back here. And I say all that to say, people, play what you want to play at an event like this, right? Like, if you're going to a highly competitive event, you know, this, LVO, Second Wind, the Lone Star Open, uh, the Nova, all of these different events, right? Play whatever you want to play. Play what you want to play. But if you want to be successful, and to bring it back to the original point that Sean made, play what you know to the point where you feel comfortable with it. Because being able to rely on that muscle memory is going to come in handy into some of the things that you might not be familiar with. So for instance, like I said, when I played against Black Order, I hadn't played against them a lot, but I knew my team and I should have just relied on my muscle memory of my team instead of just being afraid. And I've learned a lot about that over last season and then now this season 
of the TTS league in terms of just sometimes you just got to rely on that muscle memory, like specifically my game into Merzane. My muscle memory was strange missile. You know what I mean? Like just send him up the gut and take out the caps if you can. Oh, yeah. And, and I did. Absolutely. I pivoted and I should not have in that instance. But knowing when to pivot is good, too. But you got to mm-hmm. play the games and stuff. So, yeah, know. that's where that's when the experience comes in of like learning, like when to press on the throttle and when to release some and pivot. All gas, no brakes, baby. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> gas, no brakes all day. That's right. So, Sean, you, you traveled for magic events and stuff like that. Do you have any tips for people that this might be their very first big event and like just just kind of normal maintenance stuff? Uh, yeah, uh, hydrate. Make sure you bring water, maybe some snacks. Um, other than that, make sure you're, uh, you have a good travel bag for your stuff. Nothing too big, especially in an event like this, as was, we mentioned, 80 people. That hall is going to be packed. And make hot. Sure you, yeah, like it's going to be insanely packed. So make sure you bring um, like a lighter case. I know I'm bringing like my smaller a uh, battle foam bag um, along with um, like one extra smaller thing that I can, I can just keep with me. I can it'll fit under the table just fine and not be in anyone's way and less chance to lose anything. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the hydrate factor, maybe have like a little pack of almonds. You know, if you're into almonds, mm-hmm. just, you know, munch on one of those every now and again, get a little protein because it's it's going to get hot and heavy in there pun intended because <laughs> it's it's going to be so hot in there it's going to be sweaty it's going to be awesome but you know when you're kind of in the thick of this stuff and let's not forget this i think is a five round event i believe you're correct and, and dice i think roll at nine in the morning oh yeah oh uh, god would not party too hard friday night yeah but like that's what i'm saying though like this this is an all day affair so like yep. wear your comfy shoes you know mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff now now one thing i'll say and and this is something that i need to remind myself of pack your shit the night before like make yeah. sure you have all your cards make sure you have all your models make sure you have all of the tokens you're gonna need Make sure that stuff is locked and stocked all together in one spot, not scattered around the house, I say, as I look in the mirror before every event, because you're going to forget something. Well, you're you're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you keep saying these words, and maybe one day I'll believe it. But no, I'm just saying, though, like, it's one of those things where it's really easy to walk out of the house or, or you know, get on that plane or, or whatever and forget something in a, in a situation like this because you've, you've got so many other things in your mind. You might be thinking about the killer that is Sean that you're matched up with being like, I'm going to come and wreck your face with a Malekith and you're not thinking about the fact that you need to get your Ronin in your travel bag. So, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, it, you would think of it's simple, but for me... It is one of those things where it's like, Sean, how many times have we been playing or plan to play a game? I show up and I'm forgetting something. 
It has happened a few times for sure, and vice versa. I mean, I've definitely forgotten my own stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it happens, but you know, it's just one of those things where I, uh, I definitely, I get that. So, like, if you're that person and and you forget something, I for the record, I will have all of my stuff present in the hotel. I won't <laughs> have it all necessarily in the room. But if you forgot something or whatever, I'll have my stuff so we can. I actually just recalled. Um, wasn't the last Nashville tournament we did? I completely forgot my character cards, and luckily the community there was nice enough to pull together those character cards for me to borrow for the tournament. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, worked out good. Worked out good. So stuff like that. You know that that's one of the simple things. And like you said, hydrate, remember your stuff, all that fun stuff. And another thing about going to a big event like this is remember to have fun. Like that's, that's kind of the last thing I think I want to say about this. Remember that it's for fun and it's really easy, really easy to get tilted over a dice roll, to get frustrated at a plan that didn't work out or whatever, but we're all there to have a good time. And, you know, I know that I definitely, if you've watched any of my videos on the YouTube channel, which make sure to check that out. It's uh, House Party Protocol on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. The normal shill stuff that people do for YouTube. And I've definitely had those moments. And it's really easy to do that in a disconnected environment that the computer screen is. It's much more of a different thing in person and I have to remind myself I've look like when Matt and I played at the last Memphis tournament we were playing spider portals I rolled a skull and no successes on the spider portals three times in a row that's a big oof yeah it was a big oof but you know what I was playing with my friend Matt and I was reminding myself to have a good time and that's what it's about. You know, it's a, it's about a good time. And look, when Malekith deletes your Magneto, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's going to be okay. Right. It's, you still got a juggernaut. Correct. Still got a juggernaut. <laughs> right, right. But no, you are absolutely correct. At the end of the day, we have an awesome community. It's one of these rare opportunities um, and times of year where we can all gather into one place to play a game we all love and surprisingly or you know to you or not you're probably going to have a lot in common with the majority of people in that room and you're going to make some good friends so don't you know have a sour moment like ruin your time there and miss out on those kind of opportunities absolutely now with that said i i am allowed to have one expletive per match just so y'all know if you play me there, there is one expletive. It'll be it, sometimes it's a jovial one, sometimes it's a frustration one, but it's never at my opponent. It's always at a at a thing I do, never at my opponent. And I'll make sure to tell my opponent that too. But just, just I, I, I have a way with words, and those words tend to big start with an F and end with a U C K. But it's <laughs> never, it's never directed at my opponent because I would that that is just not who I am so I'm sure most of you guys know that and I don't have to tell you all that but Sean any other last bits 
of tournament advice for the suits out there? Up. Do what you can to play clean. Uh, don't let, don't get flustered over events. Kind of like what we were just harking back to, kind of in the same vein. Um, it's okay to be frustrated, and it's also good to get that frustration out. Just make sure you don't get it out toward or like at your opponent. Um, just find another means, a healthier means of doing that. And just roll some dice and have fun. Exactly, exactly. And I did think of one other thing, and this is just because it's one of those weird things. There's going to be a clock. Don't let clock pressure be a thing. Uh, Y'all know me if you've been listening for a while. If you're new here and you start listening, I am the king of slow play. I'm the king of it. I waffle over every little decision. Look, you're going to play on a clock, so you're going to have to have that in mind, but don't let the clock psych you out. Play your game. Like you said, play, play clean. You know, try to try to just make the decisions as best you can. And if you haven't had exposure to playing on a clock, if between now and Saturday you listen to this and you have an opportunity, I highly encourage you to try an hour and a half running clock and just see how it feels. Because That's it's a good one too. It's it's a different experience because, like you said, in your game with finger guns, dice down was called and having that little internal clock in your head of like, okay, we're, we're getting into the, the nitty gritty here. And look, most games of MCP will be over within an hour and a half easily. But then you, again, you got people like myself who tend to like analyze every little possibility and I need to get over that. And playing on a clock helps me. I've, I've done a few practice games on a clock and uh, it's kind of nice. Oh so. yeah. Absolutely. And I will say too, to uh, your credit, you do play a bit faster in person whenever there's a tournament and things like that. You have literally witnessed you tournament to tournament. Now this would be like our probably, I think, sixth one together, either me TOing or not. And uh, you have gotten a lot faster, good sir. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Speed bodes well, I guess. No, that's not the joke. There's a joke about like that that's what she says but I've, I bungled it, so we're just going to roll with it. <laughs> hey. Hey. So, Sean, let's now talk about the tie run in the room with us for this tournament, and then we'll start talking about our list, because very rarely do I say that there is a one-for-one meta of play this thing, you will have success, in Marvel Crisis Protocol. If you've been here a while, you know that. You know that I, I don't believe there is a defined meta in Crisis Protocol. And I still don't think there is, to be fair. Now then, do I think that the meta that could be forming is one of you have to account for something? Do you, do you feel like, Sean, that that makes it a meta in and of itself? In a sense, yes. I think Malekith right now has... Because we had a bit of a... Since the change, current, like recent change of the um, new timeline, um, we had something kind of forming with um, a few different deals. But I know X-Men was getting really popular. Shadowlands, Daredevil lists were getting very, very popular. And still are. Uh, Popularity do does Malekith... not mean meta, to be fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. And um, but like they were just becoming like popular and things like that. But now with this new release, and that's a great thing about this game is 
every month we get something tossed in to stake things up. And that's where I do agree with your statement that it's really hard for a like a meta to form in this game because we are constantly getting stuff thrown at us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, it's I, I think that people are going to try to like force something because of what has dropped in our laps. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be, uh, I don't, I can't like pinpoint what exactly you're going to see like at Ascon or anything like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So Malekith is, is the, the thing that we're discussing here, the big, bad tiger dad and you know, the battle kitty, all of that fun stuff. Right. And it, it is tiger daddy. It is tiger daddy, the turbo kitty, the battle cat of your nightmares. However, however, I want to talk a little bit about Malekith as a whole. If you want, you can go and check out the podcast I did just a few episodes ago discussing Malekith and talking about some of the different stuff you can do with him, against him, stuff like that. But I want to kind of get into it a little more today because I know I expect to see Malekith at this event a fair amount. Now, I don't know if it's going to be... 30 percent of lists or what i would to me that's high i'm i'm really interested to see the breakdown of how many lists he appears in because i'd say conservatively 15 to 20 percent which i would i would go 30 i think i think i will agree with your first part of the of the statement i will uh i'm gonna say 30 okay so uh, i'm really interested to see that because while that sounds like a lot 30% of people at an event with something like 80 people in it, I mean, that's 10, 15 people. And so yeah. you're not necessarily going to run into him. But I do think that you should have a plan in case you do. And I also want to kind of demystify him a little bit as well because he is really good. He's, he's a good model, but he's a heavy investment. And I think that He's one of these models where if you're playing him, whether you're splashing him or using him for his leadership, which is pretty darn good, then you're making a concerted effort to play a particular style of game. And you can win via like whittling down your opponent while the rest of the, the little mooks, as our friend Leland likes to say, go after objectives. Totally viable. Malekith can be the kind of focal point for your opponent to beat into while the rest of your team does other stuff. That's very viable. But I also think that he's beatable. I agree. I, he's definitely beatable. Um, I've also, I've played a, probably about four or five games into him now against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have found a few, a few standout weaknesses. Okay. So let me give you a couple that I think, and then you can tell me, cause I have less games into him. But I've I've played a couple of times into him and with him. So I do have a couple of ideas. One, I think things like Stagger are very good into him because he only has two actions. Yes, there's a world where Red Skull could use Cosmic Invigoration on him, and that's terrible in the stuff of Nightmares. But okay, you're just going to have to eat that one. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing you can do there. But Stagger is a thing that is very strong into him. Also, I feel like displacement, anything that can throw him, which these days is kind of few and far between, but 
like a strange supreme being able to place him. Juggernaut's tactics card, Do You Know Who I Am? Throwing him long. Other characters that can displace are, I think, very effective into him. And also, I think a strategy, legitimately, he's not that tanky. Like, if the dice are lucky for him, yeah, it's it's not great. And a critical and then a skull becoming a critical and then rolling into more successes definitely feels bad. But he's he's not some immortal being. Like, Thanos, I think, is tankier. Thoughts? I can, yes. So I do, yes, 100% agree. I think Thanos is tankier just because it always, no matter what, negate one damage, that's it, no matter what. Um, I will say, even though I do agree um, in that statement, Malekith is a, deceptively tanky because of him turning skulls into crits. Um, and I have found that is very relevant. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, so, again, yes, you can burn them down. Absolutely. Uh, it will take a good portion, if not, uh, you know, a round of just throwing what you got at them um, in some cases. But then there will be some cases, too, where your opponent just, you know, again, it's all about dice. They might just roll a bunch of blanks. They can't pop any skulls. And you have four or five successes, and you get a great attack in. Um, it's definitely worth... Um, burning him, I be- in my experience, than it is trying to ignore him. Completely agree. Um, on the caveat of what you mentioned of displacement, displacement's good, but unfortunately, due to his large 65 mil base and medium move on a charge, it he gets right back into the fray fairly easy, I have found. Mm-hmm. Um, I like having size four throws, but not to throw him away, but to throw him into my opponent's characters. Um, I have found that works very well, just kind of like using him as a a battering ram against my opponent to kind of whittle him away with that collision damage, but also, you know, five flat damage coming at your opponent's pieces. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I think those two things are also very good. Uh, I also think that um, just throws in general, like terrain throws and stuff like that, are very good into him as well because it's less likely he gets the defense on that and stuff like that and guaranteed damage versus having to roll dice for damage I think is always great. Yes. So to your point about displacement, I completely agree with you in that he's displacing him means he's still going to get to do stuff and that's never good. It's never good when he's doing stuff. But when I say displacement, I just mean like putting him in a disadvantageous position to where he is forced to, if he wants to be there and do the thing, he's only going to get to do it one time. Yes, and I will agree with that. Yes. Yeah, like you're not getting away from him. At the end of the day, it's not happening. Even if you are able to, to kind of stay out of his Blade of Midnight ferocity range, he's got a range four beam. It's happening. You're getting some dice thrown at you. Thanos is no longer the only model that is inevitable. <laughs> this is very true. But but I, I do like what we talked about here in terms of just demystifying him and kind of, you know, realizing what he can and can't do. And I agree, in the games I've played... The, the strategy of just throw everything you got into him. Like, 
like that scene in uh, I Love You, Man, when the dude with the really high voice is, is in the gym and he goes, everything you got, everything you got, everything you got. <laughs> it's just so like I've, that. I've not seen that movie, but I know the scene you're talking about. Oh my about. God, you've never seen that movie. It's so good. Oh my God. It's like that scene. When I, just, I die every time when I watch that movie. I love that movie, by the way. So yes. <laughs> we'll have to check it out. Absolutely. Oh no, it's super great. That and Tropic Thunder are two of those like just unsung comedies. But that's now that movie I definitely have seen. Yeah. So, anyways, Malekith is definitely not a comedy. He is a tragedy because look, at the end of the day, he he's going to be deleting things. It's just the nature of how he works. And if you see your opponent has a Malekith. Sean, do you build your squad to account for Malekith? Or do you play your squad to like, like let's say you've got a crisis setup that you really like and you know what, what 18 threat you're going to play because this crisis is your jam and, and you, you know this and you've got your 18 threat squad, but you see your opponent has a Malekith. Do you bring your Malekith tech or do you play your stuff? So my list... If we're to talk about that specifically, I have two avenues because, you know, going into a Malekith, you know, why not just have your own Malekith? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but if it's something like a lower threat, and I do I have heard of this, and I'm speaking about Matt earlier, um, not to give away any of his secrets or anything like that, but I've heard of people playing Malekith at lower threats and just going very tall um, at like your. 14s, 15s, and still playing him just at, at a low-to-the-ground thing. Um, and that, I have, a, I have like Captain Marvel, which is, well, I'll get into, when we get into our list in a moment, um, I have found is pretty good into him. Um, but something at like a lower threat, but as long as I'm still obviously making my affiliation... Um, I will definitely bring that. Uh, but if it's at a higher threat, I mean, I would definitely still bring tech. But at the same time, as I was kind of saying before, like, don't avert from your game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever tech you're bringing, make sure at the end of the day, they're still doing what your list ultimately wants to do. Um, it shouldn't really be a character that just, hi, I'm here to fight this one guy. Um, if that guy, and cause your opponent might punk you out and be like, well, I have Malik in my list, but they have no intention of playing him. Yep. And they're just bringing him just for him to see. And then you're like, oh, I need to bring my tech pieces. And then they don't even feel. Yeah. And, and that's more what I'm talking about is, do you feel like that that is something that you, that we might see? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't think it like the majority of people are going to be doing that, but I, bet you as we were talking about some of these killers um i mean we bring 10 characters at the end of the day you got a little bit of wiggle room mm-hmm. and you might as well just bring a big scary threat and sure they may have very specific matchups where they're like yeah i'll play them in this situation but outside of that they have no intention they're just they have them in their roster just for you to sweat yep oh yeah i mean that's what Barncat did last year with having Thanos and stuff and the Black Order in his roster. He was playing Guardians all the way. But Thanos was sitting there, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, that's how it is. And, and that's part of it, and that's okay. You know, that's, that's one of those things, especially in a competitive event like this. So, you know, 
if you see your opponent has a Malekith, but you feel really comfortable with a certain thing, play that thing. It's okay. Like, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I'm bringing Doctor Strange, regular OG Doctor Strange. Because if I see my opponent has a Malekith, I like what OG Strange can bring to my squad as a whole. Now, I've played nothing but Supreme Strange, the better Strange, the superior Strange for <laughs> months now. I have a lot of reps with Doctor Strange, OG. But I really know what uh, what Supreme does, but Supreme does not like Malekith. So like if my opponent has a Malekith, I probably pivot because I can still run my game plan just have to go a little bit of a different route. But if you feel right. like you can't do that, if you feel like bringing a Ronin is is going to like change your game plan from this like really solid thought out thing, you know, maybe you don't bring Ronin. You know? Yeah. I agree. And I guess before we get off of this topic too, um harking back to the status effects of, of like stagger that you mentioned. Um, you pretty much nailed the everything I've seen so far playing against Malekith. Yeah. Um, but I would add a couple status effects to that list outside of just Stagger. Um, Shock does amazingly well against him. Um, I've found like threats like Thor are really good um, in a Malekith, you know, to keep that thematicness going. Oh, yeah. Um, he... But between four Asgard being able to stagger off of that um, into his hammer throw that can add shock, um, it is a neuterization to okay. uh, Malekith for I, sure. I, I got to ask the question, Sean, sure. because I, I'm with you that like shock helps. Like, mm-hmm. sure, it helps. But he's still rolling six damn dice. And he's still counting skulls as crits. Like, just is taking one die away from Blade of Midnight that impactful? Because I've heard the same thing. I've heard I've heard over and over, shock, shock, shock. I'm not saying I disagree, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I disagree because I look, every little bit helps. All I'm saying is. It's still a boatload of dice. I mean, hell, if he does a Butcher of Thor, it's okay. He's rolling nine dice instead of ten. Right. Um, so it's the combination. It's So I would never just say, yeah, bring a piece that can do shock. No. You need pieces that can do multi- – like status effects plural is what I we're looking see. at here. So like not sometimes, man, like don't get me wrong, stagger – Easily the best thing you can put on them, 100%. No arguments there. But I've literally been like, cool, shake, stagger, charge, like, myrtleize this character, throw, like, uh, and throw them and, like, killed him and another character off the throw. Yeah. Um, And, like, so even with just the one action, he still hits, like, a Mack truck. Um, So it's more of, like, kind of like waging your bets. Uh, I find... Uh, my very last game I played uh, yesterday, slow on him helps because I've literally was able to put slow on him and then had Captain Marvel throw him medium like away. And Ooh. that actually prevented him from coming into me. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, right. 
Um, because at the end of the day, he's, you're forcing him to either deal with those status effects or burn actions to shake them, which he never wants to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. And in that vein, I definitely think if you if you want like some tech, I think She-Hulk is legit good into him. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think uh, anyone rocking like Shield or A Force. Um, I mean, right now this be, speaking of like you know, quote unquote metas and whatnot. Um, it may not be a bad time to play A Force at the moment. At least splash them as an affiliation and I Shield. Think, yeah, Shield too. Man, Shield between the the tactics cards. Um, that change happening. And now this, like, dude, I think Shield is amazing right now. Yeah, yeah, we we can have that discussion another time, but sure. in just in terms of like, you know, you talking about characters that can deal with Malekith. Like, if you want some Malekith tech, if you're playing A Force, I think you you feel pretty okay. If you're playing the 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 Shield, I, I think you feel okay because I think She Hulk specifically. Yes, she has 20 health, and yes, she will go down. But in the meantime, she's taken Malekith with her. And I, I think that she, she has some really nice play into him specifically. So, just my two cents there. Do with that what you will. I know our friend Ron, as a big Gen fan, loves to hear it. And I know our friend Leland, with the Aegis Brand Studios, is a big Shield player right now. So... I know he loves it too. Oh yeah. So, Sean, any other thoughts on like how to deal with Malekith or how to deal with him while he deals with you or or like how to deal with him dealing with you? A lot of deals there, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um again, kind of the things we hark to. Status effects are great. Um it's kind of an all or nothing game plan. You're either going to dump everything you got into him and try to get him off the board as fast as possible, or you can try to ignore him. Um, he's, but he's hard, very hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Just make sure you still play the crises, though, while you're dealing with them. Um, I think some people get a little too tunnel visioned on the kill. Um, and at the end of the day, remember, it's an objective game. Exactly. Play those objectives, people. Play those objectives. Remember that. So, Sean, let's now pivot and talk about some lists that we have put together here. And who do you want to start with, me or you? You first. Me first. Save the best for last. I like it. (laughs) So, as you all know, I have been playing Convocation quite exclusively for a while now. And I'm very comfortable with them. I'm, I'm in a really good place with them, I feel like. I feel like that there's a few things that I might evaluate go after this event. But I've had a few matches recently that really give me some, some food for thought on, on this stuff specifically. But if you listened to my last show with Merzane... You, you can hear some of this. The last TTS special report, we talked a little bit about some of this stuff, but I'll just go through it real quick. So characters, we've got Ancient One, Baron Mordo, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Voodoo, Wong, Shadowland Daredevil, Juggernaut, Lizard, 
Ghost Rider, and Doctor Strange, or OG Strange, or just OG as I like to refer to him. Tactics like cards. Yeah, exactly. We have Ironbound Books of Shumagorath, Plane of Poldock, The Bar with No Doors, Brace for Impact, Indomitable, Eyes on the Prize, Escort to Safety, Do You Know Who I Am, Deal with the Devil, and The Orb of Agamotto. As for Secure Crisis, I have Portals Overrun the City with Spider People, so Spider Portals at 18 Threat, Demons Downtown at 19 Threat, and Intrusions Open Across the City at 19 Threat. So a D, an E, and a C. Extracts, I have Fear Grips the World as Worthy, Terrorized Cities, Hammers, as we all know it, 18 Threat, Montessi Formula at 17 Threat, and Spider Infected at 17 Threat. So, the biggest things about this list and the biggest changes recently were adding back in Lizard and then adding in Juggernaut, Ghost Rider, and Doctor Strange. Now, you'll notice one of the characters that I really love in Convocation is missing here. Who is that, Sean? Hmm, would that be Black Swan? N- well, yes, but she's not a Convocation character. Oh, that's true, that's true. Let me see here. One of my few painted minis. Oh, Magic, yes. Yes, yeah. So I took Magic out, and I put Ghost Rider in. And I took Magic's car journey to Limbo out and replaced it, obviously, with Deal with the Devil. Now, part of this logic is that I like playing a little taller at the higher threats. So the 18, 19, 20 threat... I like having Strange Supreme, Mordo, and Wong as like a core 10 threat. And then adding in a Ghost Rider and like a Shadowlands Daredevil at 19. I I love that. I love it. It's I love it, Sean. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but that also, that slot and where Doctor Strange comes in now was Black Swan. And the reason why I took Black Swan out is just because she was made of paper, apparently. And yeah, I mean, you want to in this current iteration of, hey, oh lord, he coming. You know, here comes Malekith riding down the mountain with a sword of midnight to slash your face up. Well, I don't think that uh, Black Swan stands much of a chance. So that's why I took her right. out. I really like Black Swan. I want I want everyone out there to listen to the words I'm saying. Black Swan is a super fun character to play. And if you have an opportunity, put the power gem on her, play her in some games. She's fun. Like I I like her. She's dicey, but it's a good time. So, but That's why I mentioned her as your your uh, guessing game first because I know how much fun you have been having with her. Yeah, and that's and that's part of like where I'm torn, right? Like I want to have the fun, but I'm also worried that the fun thing is going to get killed before it gets to do the fun stuff. Right. So that's why we have Doctor Strange here. And then, like I said, Ghost Rider. So Magic's a character that I love. I love Magic. I think that she is very underrated a lot of times. She has mobility that is really great. 
Her Journey Through Limbo card is incredible, especially if you can stack it with something like a Strange Supreme. So, like, Strange Supreme teleports Malekith closer to magic. Magic then uses Journey Through Limbo and teleports uh, Malekith even further away. And then he's incinerated. Like, stuff like that's awesome. I love that stuff. But I felt like that Ghost Rider and playing that tall game, trying to kind of lean into that a little more and having character like Ghost Rider for my opponent to beat into and then all of a sudden Wong felt the spirit of vengeance well up inside of him and now he becomes Ghost Rider I kind of like that idea and it's been working out pretty decently in some test games I've had that is a uh, living the dream right there it sure is but uh, all in all I'm happy with this list the the thing I'm, I'm going to be doing in terms of like really kind of evaluating it as I play is the Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, Lizard stuff. Like, like if we play 17, right? Like the, the problem with having, if, you, if you've done the math at home, four five threat characters in my list is it kind of pigeonholes me just a little bit on certain crisis values. The lower ones are, are harder, but not, not too bad. But one of the things that, that trying to figure out everything is like, I know what I'm going to play at 17, right? My 17 is most likely that core I mentioned plus Lizard and Shadowland Daredevil. Now, if the matchup's bad, like say I'm playing into Black Order, I'm not bringing Shadowland's Daredevil because I'm not giving my opponent a bunch of VPs when they kill the ninjas. Yep. So then that becomes Ancient One or Dr. Voodoo. Or into Guardians, Ancient One's going to see the table a lot more into Guardians because I think she's pretty darn solid into the Guardians of the Galaxy. But if we play those higher yeah. threats, then things get a little more interesting. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say she is definitely one of the characters I don't want to see across the table from me. Well, I hope we don't get matched up. We should be. We should make ourselves friends on Longshanks so that we don't get matched up round one because you know that would happen. That is 100% what I was going to suggest along with uh, Stamps who's also driving with us as well. Absolutely. So... All in all, though, I'm very comfortable with all of this in, in general sense. Like Juggernaut, he's here for like the Brotherhood matchup specifically, and for and for the um, Mirror matchup, right? So like if I run into another Convocation player, I'm probably going to bring Juggernaut if the threat allows, because I think he's particularly well suited. Yes, for sure, and he. Even outside of those two matchups as well, there are particular crisis setups that he's just great on. Like what? Um, usually I find like some single extracts um, that if once it's found, if he, A, if he finds it, or B, when if like your opponent finds it, you just beat them up with Juggernaut and take it. He's a piece that just doesn't really go anywhere. He stays around mm -hmm. for a very long time. It can just hold on for dear life to that uh, extract. Yeah, one of the things that I saw our friend Matt pull on me that was pretty good is he activated Juggernaut early, moved him up towards the middle of the board, and just parked him there, sitting there with three power, just hanging out. And then he moved somebody else up and did an objective interact thing, and then when I went and attacked that other person, he was like, oh, I'm going to use Juggernaut to escort to safety. My, your, your friend over here. And Juggernaut then sitting there with three power and he's in the middle of the board and I'm closer to him. And so it was a nightmare, but you know, mm -hmm. it was one of those fun little, fun little interactions. So I like stuff like that. So having him, him be there for that little 
kind of cheeky escort to safety. Let me save a Doctor Strange or something like that when I need to, or a Mordo or whatever. I, I think that could be kind of fun. It'd be cool to hit him with the cuteness. I like it. Yeah, that's right. Hit him with cuteness all the time. Now, biggest question that I've had to like figure out with my list is two things. It's the crisis selection. So Spider Portals has not been kind to me recently. And, and it's not just because of the, the bad roles or whatnot, but just every time I put that on the table, it doesn't seem to go very well. So I've been considering changing it out for Deadly Meteors. I don't think that's the right play right now because I'm, I'm comfortable with Spider Portals. But I really, really, really like the Deadly Meteors idea because it, I feel like I have the mobility to get where I need to get to and interact with those things if I have to. I see. Uh, I've, I like portals. I do. Uh, the one thing that does worry me about portals is I know X-Men has gone up in popularity. And I guess you have to ask yourself, does X-Men play portals better than you? Mm. I think it's maybe ever so slightly. Maybe. Right. But I, like, I feel okay into X-Men. Sure. I mean, if that's not a worry, I honestly probably would not change it because yeah. you usually, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, especially with you going a bit taller, you would prefer the 18 over a 17 threat, I'd imagine. I would. Uh, I mean, basically, that just means Wong becomes somebody else at the end of the day because I know what my 17 is. And, and like, really, my sweet spot, my sweet spot is 19. Yes, right, which I see you're playing uh, two 19s in your list. So yeah. Yes. Um, it is, I don't know. I think if you feel fine into X-Men, because again, like I do know they're probably one of the best at playing that crisis. And now with the addition of Cat Daddy, mm -hmm. um, they are now uh, jamming him pretty hard, uh, in a lot of this I've seen. Um, then yeah, I, I don't think you change. Yeah. I know it's been not serving you well but at the same time dice are dice and uh, i try yeah. not to let dice persuade my choices yeah that's fair that's really fair uh and then the other one is hammers because god knows i don't want to give cat papa a hammer but ooh yeah uh hammers is interesting um that's one of like the most even kill crises we have in this game it really is like it's like it's always a fun time, um, and I never have felt like a certain me going against whatever opponent on hammers has had, one person has had an advantage over the other um, until obviously later in the game when like my opponent has like three or four hammers and I have none. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think it's fine. I honestly think it's a solid choice. Cool. Well, there you go. So that's settled. So that's my list. If you run into me at NashCon, this is what you're going to see. I'm not changing it uh, before, before then. Like I'm, I'm like I said, I'm overall happy with this. I'm comfortable with this. You know, I, like I said, 17, I pretty much know what I'm playing. 18 threat. I pretty much know what I'm playing. Like at 18, what am I playing? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it doesn't hey. matter. It doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. Cause that's how we do. You know, I'm, I'm king of shooting from the hip here. But at 19, I know what I'm playing. You know what I mean? So, like, it is what it is. So, 
uh, I'm excited for this and I think it's going to be fun. I feel pretty good with this and, you know, going to try to try to murder control, control murder. Yeah. I mean, do. again, we're harking back to play what you're comfortable with and you're absolutely doing that with this list. Absolutely. So the last thing I want to say about my list is we've been talking a lot about Malekith and why I have Dr. Strange, OG Strange, as my Malekith text. So I want to talk about that for just a second. And the reasoning is twofold. One, his Bolts of Bedevilment can displace if it does damage. Only five dice, but you know what? I get the Eye of Agamotto reroll, so... We cross our fingers and we pray. The next reason is the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. Because no matter what, when I do this attack, it automatically staggers him. So I can attack and then move, potentially, and try to stay somewhat safe. And then if I get lucky, now you can't, and I just mentioned Eye of Agamotto, but you actually can't modify your dice into Malekith. So it's less reliable, but I could also potentially activate him so i'll take that chance and yes i feel like that someone like iron fist would be more reliable there but iron fist doesn't do this next two things one he doesn't buff my teammates defenses i really want to keep my team alive if i'm playing a little bit of a higher threat like dr strange you know i'm going to be playing slightly taller even into a tall Malekith, he could still bring four to my four. And that could be a problem, right? So I want to try to keep my people alive so that they can go into him at the right times. So that's the defense dice, but also the healing. He can heal people of three damage. So like stacking him and Wong together to heal people to to maybe heal a juggernaut that's struggling a little bit, I think could be really strong. So that's why Stephen Vincent Strange, OG, is in my list. I like it. I like it a lot. You're, I guess, sacrificing a bit of punch to run it, but at the same time, your survivor survivability and a bit of control in that particular matchup, um, I think, is well worth it. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where it's it's just that little bit extra and. When this version of Doctor Strange buffs up someone like, say, Shadowlands Daredevil, who is very typically on the front lines for me, then, you know, he's counting blanks, Shadowlands is. So, like, I feel like there's a lot of nice little bits of fun stuff there. Adding dice, counting blanks uh, against a piece that has seven dice but has pierce, but Shadowlands Daredevil doesn't care about that, does he? Exactly, and you have to do the pierce. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah that's that, that's my bit of mal tech, and it's and it's tech I'm comfortable with too. Yeah. So, anyways, what do you got for us? All right. Well, I'm going against probably one of my top three uh, affiliations. I'm most comfortable with Avengers, but I also know, again, as we talked about at the very beginning, of the killers that are going to be there. And Avengers, they're really good at pivoting when they need to pivot. Um, This list is more I'm going to roll a buttload of dice and hopefully just daze and KO a lot of characters and play the objective from there. Um, Playing Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Uh, we got Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, Gamora, Winter Soldier, Nebula, Malekith the Accursed, Space Maw, Ghost Rider, and Captain Marvel. Ooh. Tactics cards. Yeah. I'll get on her in just a moment. Uh, tactics cards. We have Brace for Impact. We Are Groot. Deadly Duo. Fall Back. Follow Me. Deal with the Devil. Midnight Phantasmagoria. Crew of the Milano. And Marked for Death. Prices for our secures. We got Demons Downtown. Gamma. Sword. And then Extracts. We have Research Station. Alien Ship. And Senators. Oof. Yeah. So you're saying you want to so, fight. <laughs> I am saying I want to fight. That is 100% what this list does. Um, going into this, we have literally just that we have a huge gun line um between like a lot of my core Groot will obviously in most cases just kind of like be a threat in the middle with his seven health um i have my own malekith so usually at like higher threats um i just have this big piece most uh, guardians list these days play like hulk in that spot and i'm just swapping out hulk for mal fair um Ebony Maul as well. Um, Space Maul is kind of a, a finesse piece a bit. I know Barn Cat has made him pretty popular along with a couple others out there. Um, and I've gotten three or four games with him in so far. He's been great. Um, I, it has been very surprising on how well that character does. Um, I have dazed uh, guys in turn one. Uh, with him just by being able to just like space gem up and just start my onslaught. Um, it surprised me, honestly, for like how mm -hmm. like just out of the blue good he was. Um, and and I will say, I, yeah. I, I got to interrupt you here for just one second. The, the, the space maw, as I like to refer to him as me maw, because I think it's hilarious, uh, <laughs> is very good. But I will say, way better in guardians than anywhere else in my I experience. will agree <laughs> I will absolutely agree just the fact uh with the two rerolls obviously um with winging it and then hit like you are so low to the ground with your list that he's just able to just kind of like slot in and just be this beater it's great it really is between yeah. space gymming himself or space gymming one of your other shooters just to get into position to double tap. It's really, really good. Or space gymming a Malekith up. I mean, can you even do that in your roster? Could you have both of them at the same time? Who uh, depends on the threat. It's what is that 13 that they would eat up? Yeah. Um, if it's like a 1920. Oh God, that's um, gross. Because mm -hmm. the reason why I bring that up, Malekith can reach your deployment line. If he gets just a little bit of placement, just a little bit. So it's just a just right. little bit. It would have to be 20 threat, and it would literally be Star-Lord, Rocket, Nebula, and then Malekith Ebony Maw, because I think that's 20. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's insane. Um, Ghost Rider, I've just found he's just very solid yeah. in what Guardians is doing, because you're, you're usually pretty wide 
anyway, and he just accommodates the list very well. Um, I waffled on maybe trading him out for someone else, like possibly Angela, um, just for like if I run into somebody with a if I have um prio and we get like a five point extract, I can steal middle, run back, um, and just assassinate characters here and there. But I I think Angela overall specifically so I, I agree i think ghost rider is particularly good in guardians of the galaxy because while you're as the opponent tuning up all the other guardians ghost rider's just standing there being like feed me power and then he comes in and just deletes everything yep. he's awesome yep. i i've had i mean between hell on wheels get getting in sweet beam range for like two to three characters is oh, always yeah. fun always a good time but oh, i will yeah. say angela though is extremely good into grunts Mm -hmm. yes and that was one of my ideas waffling back and forth about her yeah she's great into grunts yeah so anyways Uh, i I like your character selections though thank you thank you the uh the outlier as kind of you see at the very bottom is uh captain marvel um i'm you said you're locked in. I'm still like, I'm like 90, 95% locked in. She's the main outlier on if I'm going to bring her or not. Um, okay. I got my first two uh, practice games in with her. She performed very well. Uh, she's a kind of my Malekith tech piece, but at the same time, still fits the Guardian's game plan pretty solidly like uh she has a range for beam attack with full rerolls it's not a beam attack um, oh not beam you're correct a range for attack in general yes um yes and so she she has that um and is very consistent because again it has rerolls with it just already stocked in um she, her issue is just kind of like getting into position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so round one, she usually doesn't do much. Um, it's usually a double move. I might move shoot depending. Um, but once she's in the fray, she puts in work. Absolutely. And her Danver special being able to throw size four and throw it medium. Super good. Mm-hmm. Her rocket punch potentially on a wild trigger, putting out a stagger, it's like that's one of those things where you'd probably rather go binary and do Danver special than do rocket punch, but if you need it, gotta have it. I think it's a solid little bit there. And right, then exactly. The two things that I think for me, like if I'm looking at your list and like I'm sure your other character choices, like between her and someone like Rogue, right? So the two things that put Captain Marvel over the top for me and just kind of how I like to play is energy absorption and her immunity to incinerate. So you've got demons, so you can hang her out on a point and she ain't catching on fire. So I love that. But energy absorption specifically, right? You're going to roll four energy defense dice when Malekith rolls into you. For each wild in your defense roll, you're canceling one of his crits, wilds, or hits, and then gaining a power for each one you canceled. Layer into that. If you're in binary form, you're now rolling six defense dice and doing that same thing. I love it. Oh yeah, it's really really good. The only, there is a downside specifically into Mal, and that is uh, his Pierce, because um, he could potentially 
pierce my wild before I get to trigger it if I if I have my timing correct on that. It, you you do um, have it correct. However, I I think that there's a mental aspect of this as well where seeing Captain Marvel and you having an energy attack it's a deterrent to go into her in the first place. That is I absolutely have thought about that. Yes. Uh <laughs> it nice. actually happened with my, my opponent yesterday. There was a point where he was doing um ferocity and he literally was going to go into Marvel and decided to go uh, elsewhere <laughs> because yep. of that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that good. It really, really is. Um, that, yeah, as you said, Rocket Punch, I didn't get to that yet. Yep, it can uh, wild stagger. So that is another reason. So between the throw, the stagger, also I feel that energy attacks are becoming just more popular in the game in general. Um, so she's just solid into that, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, um, yeah. I mean, and into the yeah. mirror matchup, right? Like into the guardian's mirror, like, yes, she's going to be ultimately less tanky than someone like a rogue. But at the same time, if you're having a rocket, that's trying to blast at you. Sure. Shoot a Captain Marvel all day. Yep. Absolutely. Um, it is it's, the list has been a lot of fun. It's just gunline.list. Uh, I have a couple pieces that want to get in your face between like Gamora, Nebula, Malekith, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah. What are you thinking? Like, so if Captain Marvel's not it, what are you thinking? So, as we mentioned earlier, a certain piece that people are talking about for teching is Ronan. Uh, Ronan is a guardian. So, A, he fits my affiliation. Um, I do think he is really good into uh, Malekith. My only issue with him is kind of a similar issue with Marvel, and that it's he has a hard time getting right. Yeah. Uh, he does it's that, it's that exact same thing. Whereas though with Marvel, uh, she can do the one move and at least be that gunline piece and still gain power. Ronan can't. Universal weapon, his range four attack, yeah, uh, is not a gainer. It just hits things. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, and I, I don't think it's worth bringing the power gym with him, making him a five threat, at least in this list. Yeah, I, I can see all of that, and it's one of those things where I, I think it, it uh, falls into a play style question, right? Like, do you want to survive? And I, I would say Captain Marvel plays that game a little better. Again, just a little better. And and I think again, like we can look at like someone like Rogue because I think Rogue at one point was a consideration for this slot, right? Yes, absolutely. Rogue is in most Guardians lists you see these days in this fourth uh, fourth red slot, yes. right? And she's really good. She's got the charge, so getting in there is not a problem. But both of her attacks are range two. She's a little tankier because she reduces damage by one to a minimum of one, so you like that, but she still doesn't have, like, a ton of good defenses. So, like, in terms of, like, the energy idea, I think Marvel ends up being better there. But then, so okay, so survivability with Captain Marvel or just, like, total deterrent mode with Ronin because what would happen is, okay, Malekith, go into Ronin. Oh, you've done damage to him. Well, now, and you've dazed him. Well, he's going to do a Kree justice on you. And you're going to be having a bad time. Exactly. And again, harking back to sticking with your game plan overall, Ronan, I feel, would be a piece I would only bring in at the threat of Malekith, whereas Captain Marvel, I feel way more comfortable bringing into other matchups. 
Yep, she's a 100%. tech piece where I can put her in, and if they don't bring their Malekith, I'm still cool with it. You're still feeling good about it, exactly. I'm with you. Yep. I'm with um, you. Go, going into the tactics cards real fast, too, um, a couple tech things there. I know recently there has been a legacy virus um, outbreak, if you will, <laughs> Uh, with some Avengers lists. Um, that's why I have Marked for Death. Uh, that is just like my little tech card. If I see that they have a black cat and that we're playing on Legacy Virus, that is for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I like Marked for Death quite a bit. I think that it's one of those cards where I want to find it, room for it in my list. I just don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I like, again, and I think it comes to a play style kind of thing. Like, I prefer something like Escort to Safety or like Orb of Agamotto because like Orb of Agamotto, I can be mobile, right? I can I can press some mobility advantages or Escort to Safety is keep my people safe. Like that's how I like to play is like, let me try to keep my people safe. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And you're also playing an affiliation that just has chef's kiss when it comes to tactics cards. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty good ones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I I can definitely see it being hard to find the spot for it, and uh, if that's something you're not really worried about, it's not worth taking. Well, I'm worried about it. I mean, the the whole Avengers Black Cat legacy thing is frustrating, but it's one of those things it where is. I'll deal with it if I got to deal with it. You know what I mean? I'll I'll, I'll yep. do whatever I got to do. We'll figure it out. So oh yeah, right, let's just. Hope we don't get got. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, let's, let's, I want to talk about your Christ for a second because you've got Gamma here. And Gamma's another one that I kind of maybe want to play in my list because, like, think about this mm-hmm. Strange Supreme or OG, but I always start everything with Strange Supreme. Strange Supreme, Mordo, Wong, and Ghost Rider, Juggernaut type people like okay. either one or one or the other ghost rider juggernaut i don't hate that on gamma i like ghost rider there just because he can hit that back line real fast exactly like i mean i i completely agree with you i think ghost rider would be more of the play but like that's that's like i really don't hate that yeah no it's not bad it's not bad at all juggernaut can get back there too um obviously um your opponent could potentially kind of wall you with characters for the, the, the push for like pushing him with uh you can't or nothing stops. I mean, sure. sure. And, uh, but yeah, no, like I can see that it's a, it's a tall list and usually tall on gamma is not the greatest, but you're also punchy with that list, obviously right. with source of Supreme. Yeah. I think that's got some game. Yeah. And, and so here's the question. I'm not going to do it right now because I've already said I'm locking it in. I'm locked right, in. You, you are locked in, man. But like <laughs> spider portals for gamma, I'm intrigued. Uh hey, I think we have some testing to do when we get back. I think we do. Because I'm super yeah, intrigued yeah. right now. So, anyways, do you have any any concerns with your crisis? Because I like all I think your crisis say to me, I'm in for a murder fest. Who's gonna out murder who here? Whose dice are gonna be hotter? Right. Right. As I said, I've 
I'm going in with the game plan to roll a lot of dice. And I know you talk about having bad dice luck. I have bad dice luck from time to time myself. I mean, I'm sure we all do. But uh, I, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, my guy. I, am, I just want to shoot people and have a good time. That's so, right. And that's what my crisis kind of say. It, I, at Demons, I'm obviously probably rocking both um ghost rider and captain marvel if we're playing at 19 Ooh. Ooh. Uh, can, they're both immune to incinerate yeah it's so gross and i love it so much oh yeah absolutely I love um it. i i thought about potentially like i could also bring malekith in that matchup too but um it would really depend on what i'm going up against if i'm going against sure. another malekith i'm i'm bringing rider and marvel yep yep so Last thing before we we finish it off, because uh, we we do gotta gotta polish this one off here. Oh yeah. What is the one matchup, other than like a Malekith specific matchup, that you don't want to see? Man, I am nervous about some Black Order. Um, if I'm being completely honest. Like the it, Kenny style or the regular style? Kind of both, because because I have not played Kenny style yet. I have not played it into that. And we were, I mean, you can kind of attest this. We really don't have any local black order players. And I, unlike you, I don't really play much on TTS. So I don't get a lot of practice into them. Um, And then I'm probably, you know, like my main experience is some of the caliber of finger guns. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Definitely not looking forward to that. For me, it's brotherhood. Like they always give me problems. You know, this, as as we have beat our heads into each other multiple times, that sounds weird. But <laughs> we we've strange Magneto beat models. Some something about beating and models, you know the stuff. So oh yeah, Brotherhood is like I'm not looking forward to that because it's just tough. It's just a tough matchup. Yeah, I you got some tech though this time around. Look, I think I think you you'll be all right. I feel okay. I don't feel great, but I feel okay, and that's counting for something. But at the end of the day, we're gonna have a great time. And Sean, let me ask you: Should I spoil the surprise for the suits that are gonna show up, or should I just save it? Ooh, nah, man, let it rip. All right, suits that are coming to NashCon. If you're coming out to NashCon. I spoiled this actually in a YouTube video at the very, very end, but uh, we'll spoil it here too. I have neoprene dice trays for you guys. Yeah, they're branded, so cool. It says House Party Protocol on there and all that fun stuff, but if you're a suit, just hit me up when I get there. I'll be the guy with the dice tray. Uh, (laughs) Y'all should know who I am. Come on. I mean, probably not my face, but you'll hear me say like an expletive really loud and you'll be like, that's Will, but uh, no. Hit me up. And I'll give you guys a neoprene dice tray for the event. It's yours to keep. Enjoy it. And it's just a way to say thank you uh, and an appreciation uh, to the suits that show up for that. And also, just in general, to the suits out there in general, I can't say thank you enough. It is 100% because of you guys that were here and doing this. And I love doing it. I love talking MCP with y'all. I love posting things on the internet and having y'all comment and react and all that fun stuff. It, it's a lot of fun and I, I wouldn't do it without you guys. And I want to say that it, it's, it, it's from the bottom of my heart. Thank you 
so much. And, you know, we're going to keep this train rolling. If there's ever anything you guys want me to do that I'm not doing, if there's ever any way that I can make this show better for the suits out there, please feel free to let me know via comments on our Facebook page. Send me messages on our Facebook page. Send me emails at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Make sure to leave a review on this podcast on your podcast platform of choice if you're able. It really helps me get better. It also helps for other people that are looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol content find their way here. I don't feel like I'm giving away the secret tech for everybody, so make sure you tell your friends to come and listen because I remember there was definitely some podcasts that I listened to back in the day where I was like, oh man, my friends aren't listening to this and I'm not going to tell them because... I'm getting the secret tech right now. And then I would try the thing and they'd be like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. That's, that's not what we're doing here. So tell all your friends, all that fun stuff. So yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, I've, I've since changed my ways. I don't do that anymore. But when I bust out something really cool on you, Sean, it just came from me and not somewhere else. I promise. I bet. <laughs> bet. <laughs> bet. But anyways, also if you're coming to NashCon, uh, make sure to send me a message over there on the Discord uh, at HPP underscore Will. Uh, we're probably going to be hanging out. I know Saturday night, whether we're in cuts or not, we're going to do something. Uh, but then, obviously, if we're making cuts, we'll we'll keep it somewhat tame. Somewhat. Just I like, was about to say, that you're talking for yourself, my dude. I'm going to go regardless. Well, yes, but I mean, I say somewhat as in like, if if we're talking like, 12 inches on a ruler, we're cutting off a millimeter. All right, I'm with it. You understand? Yeah, there's going to be ice cream sandwiches. It's going to be awesome. Y'all don't even understand these ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> like <laughs> They are really good, yes. It's legit, it's legit. So I, I can't wait. Sorry, I'm going off the rails here. The last thing I need to do, so next week we will be finalizing our giveaway. So make sure you send your entries in for that. Check our Facebook page for that. We have a bonus entry code word for you for listening to this podcast today. And Sean, I think it's NashCon. Oh yeah. It's gotta be NashCon. 100% right? NashCon. And or is it ice cream sandwiches? Oh. Oh, it's ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. It, either or. I'll give you either or. <laughs> you're so kind. I know. Look, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you want a bonus entry, send me either NashCon or ice cream sandwiches. Either one will get you the single bonus entry. You won't get a bo- you won't get two bonus entries send me both. Just one. And uh, yeah, you'll get your bonus entry. Also make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Send me a screenshot of that and you'll get a bonus entry there as well. Uh, the best place to send those screenshots either via Discord, like I said, it's HPP underscore Will on all the main discords. Just find me in there. Send me a message. There you go. Or via Facebook Messenger. You can send us a message through that. Or via email is kind of the last one. It's housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. And I think I've tied up all the loose ends. Check out the merch. A couple of the designs got copyright struck, unfortunately, because they had Iron Man in them. But don't worry. More designs are on the way. And also, that little well-laid plans underneath the microwave there can literally be anything. So if you want me to change that, if you have some kind of special request 
you think would be great underneath there, just let me know. And and we can we can adjust that to accommodate your needs. And uh yeah. Sean, you got anything? Uh no, not really. Uh you can find me. I'm on the Discords and pretty much all the MCP channels as sandbox. So if you ever want to reach out to I don't know, chat about some MCP, you can hit me up. Yeah. And with that, party on Sean. Party on Will. And power down suits. <laughs>